Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos eight, eleven, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the Navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Tetzavah, and it means, You shall command. Exodus 30, 1-10 You shall make an altar for burning incense. Make it of acacia wood. It shall be an ama long and an ama wide. It shall be square and two amot high its horns of one piece with it. Overlay it with pure gold, its top, its sides round about, and its horns, and make a gold molding for it round about. And make two gold rings for it under its molding. Make them on its two side walls on opposite sides. They shall serve as holders for poles with which to carry it. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Place it in front of the curtain that is over the Aron Habrit, in front of the cover that is over the pact, where I will meet with you. On it Aaron shall burn aromatic incense. He shall burn it every morning when he tends the lamps. And Aaron shall burn it at twilight when he lights the lamps. A regular incense offering before Hashem throughout the ages. You shall not offer alien incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a meal offering, neither shall you pour a libation on it. 
Once a year Aaron shall perform purification upon its horns with blood of the sin offering of purification. Purification shall be performed upon it once a year throughout the ages. It is most holy to Hashem. Matthew twenty seven fifteen to thirty one. Now at that feast the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom will you that I release to you, Barabbas or Yeshua, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Yeshua. The governor answered and said to them, Whether of the twain will you that I release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What shall I do then with Yeshua, which is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. See to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Yeshua, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Yeshua into the common hall and gathered to him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him, and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him, and put his own raiment on him, and led him away to crucify him. Psalm 33, 12-22 Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven, he beholds all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation he looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts alike, he considers all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. 
Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in you. Proverbs 9, 1-6 Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent forth her maidens, and she cries upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wants understanding, she said to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish, and live, and go in the way of understanding. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion. And I'm actually going to hit the rewind button a little bit and dip into something of what we read yesterday and then look at what we read today as well. And so yesterday in Exodus 29, there were instructions from the scriptures about the daily Tamid lamb offering. Let's look at it. Exodus 29 verse 38. Now this is what you shall offer upon the altar, two yearling lambs each day, regularly. You shall offer the one lamb in the morning, and you shall offer the other lamb at twilight. So this corresponds to 9 o'clock in the morning and 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And so this was an important priestly duty. They would get up at the crack of dawn and get ready for the morning lamb, daily tamid lamb offering. So when the temple was in place, and I'm not talking about the wilderness tabernacle, but the first temple and the second temple, there was an outer courtyard, and the Levitical priesthood service was broke out into sections. And so whichever section was on duty for those four or six, few weeks, however many weeks it was, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, then the people who were from that district were invited to come to the temple and to participate in the worship. So when the daily Tamid lamb offering was being prepared, they would get the lamb ready ahead of time. It had to be inspected. It had to be perfect, no blemishes. And then they had to slit the throat and mercifully drain out the blood and then gut the animal. And then they would lay the animal upon the altar where it would burn. And during that time that the animal was on the altar, the people were in high praise and worship. So this would happen twice a day, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Interestingly enough, The Jewish people today have daily prayers at synagogues all over the world. And there's a 9 a.m. prayer service and a 3 p.m. prayer service. And this prayer service is actually patterned after the original temple service. They don't have a temple right now. And so they do prayers twice a day patterned after the original temple service. Now, this daily Tamid lamb offering is a shadow picture of Yeshua. Yeshua is the daily Tamid lamb offering. And when he was crucified, as we've been reading in the New Testament this week, 
he was nailed to the cross. The nails were going into his hands and his feet at precisely 9 a.m. at the time of the morning daily tamid lamb offering. And then at 3 p.m., when he said the words, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, and then he died. That happened at precisely 3 p.m. at the time of the afternoon daily tamid lamb offering. So he fulfills the Passover. He is the Passover lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So in Leviticus 29, we read about this, about this daily Tamid lamb offering, and a cross-reference scripture is from Leviticus chapter 6, verse 13. I'll start with verse 12. And this is talking about the burnt offering, the whole burnt offering, the daily Tamid lamb offering. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it, and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. And then in verse 11, it gives further instructions about how the priest is to take the ashes of the daily tamid lamb offering. They would pile them up, and when the pile got to a certain amount, then they would take them outside the city gate. Verse 11, Leviticus 6, verse 11. Then he shall take off his garments and put on other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. What was that team place? Clean place. It was the Mount of Olives. And if you've ever been to Jerusalem and visited the Mount of Olives, it is due east of the old city. And from the Mount of Olives, you can look directly across the Kidron Valley and see the double archway of the eastern gate leading into the old city. And that was the place where they would bring the ashes of the daily Tamid lamb offering. That is also very likely the place where Yeshua was crucified. And it is the place where Yeshua ascended right in front of the eyes of his disciples when he ascended into heaven. And that is the very place where his feet are going to touch down, coming back from heaven, back to the earthly realm. Upon his second return, he will land on the Mount of Olives, and then the city will split in two. Now, think about this. There was an earthly temple. It's been destroyed, but there was an earthly temple. And it is a shadow of a real temple in heaven, a heavenly temple. And long before Yeshua ever came to earth, there was worship in heaven. And the worship was focused on the Lamb of God. And when Satan rebelled, he used to be Lucifer, and Lucifer was an angel, and he was the worship leader in heaven. And then he rebelled, and pride crept in, 
and he wanted to be equal to God, the Most High. And so he led a rebellion, and one-third of the angels followed him. They became demons, and he was cast down from heaven. But when, at that moment, when that happened, the worship, the continuous 24-7 worship in heaven at the temple in heaven was stopped. It was interrupted. There was a pause. We don't know exactly for how long, but there was a pause. And Yeshua is that Tamid lamb offering that they were worshiping even before he ever came to earth and was born as a baby. And right now in heaven, 24-7, there is worship going on, focused on the Lamb of God, who is Yeshua. Now I want to look into chapter 30 of Exodus. And in chapter 30, verse 1, it says, You shall make an altar for burning incense. Make it of acacia wood. And it goes on to say its specifications. It's overlaid with gold. There's two gold rings for it under its molding. Place it in front of the curtain that is over the ark. In front of the cover that is over the pact, where I will meet with you. On it, verse 7. Aaron shall burn aromatic incense, and he shall burn it every morning when he tends the lamps. And Aaron shall burn it at twilight when he lights the lamps. A regular incense offering before Hashem throughout the ages. This is a picture of prayer. The incense, the smoke, the sweet fragrance that ascends heavenward, it is a picture of, of prayer. How do I know this? I have two cross-reference scriptures that reveal that to us. In Psalm 141, starting in verse 1, verses 1 and 2. Lord, I cry unto you, make haste to me, give ear to my voice when I cry unto you. Verse 2. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And so here we have a definition. This verse is telling us that prayer is as incense. Prayer equals incense. And that the lifting up of his hands is as the evening sacrifice. Okay, so it gives us that definition. Now, let's look in Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and verse 4. Verse 3, And another angel came and stood at the altar, this is up in heaven, the heavenly temple, having a golden censer, and there was given to him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. So here we're getting a glimpse behind the curtain, behind the veil, of a scene in the heavenly temple in heaven. And this angel comes before the altar up there with a golden censer, and he is offering the incense with the prayers of the saints. Verse 4, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. 
So there's another definition. The smoke of the incense, which is the prayers of the saints, ascends before God out of the angel's hand. It's a beautiful picture that when we pray, it's an incense. It's like a smoke, and it goes heavenward, and it's a sweet, fragrant smell. Now, come back. let's come back into Exodus chapter 30 and read 7 and 8 again, verse 7 and 8. On it Aaron shall burn aromatic incense. He shall burn it every morning when he tends the lamps, and Aaron shall burn it at twilight when he lights the lamps, a regular incense offering before Hashem throughout the ages. And so this is to happen continuously. The fire should never be uh, allowed to go out. And this is often the principle operating in many of these houses of prayers throughout the nations. The International House of Prayer in Kansas City, IHOP. There's um, several houses of prayer in Jerusalem. And there are houses of prayer in North and South Carolina, in Oregon, in Ohio. In many, many places there are houses of prayer. Some of them do go 24-7. And some of them are open with more limited hours. But the idea and the principle is to never let the fire of prayer go out. Because one could say that the fire of prayer, the hot coals of prayer are the engine of a train and that train is the train of revival and every major revival every major great outpouring of the holy spirit where the spirit of god moved in a powerful way was preceded with pre- people who were praying who were interceding who were confessing sin who were repenting Every major revival has been preceded with prayers of repentance. It's the engine that pulls the train. Have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>